Welcome to the Auburn Possibility Podcast. Here we're going to talk with Auburn localites, all with something to say about their fair micropolis. From cool jobs to showing community love, they all share one thing in common, and that's taking root right in Auburn, New York. So thanks for listening. I'm Lisa Cribs, and let's dig in. All right. Hey, everybody. Carrie, Angela, Janie. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> I, I, That's Janie. This is Angela. All right. Thank you for joining us today um, on this particular episode. Um, we are visited by the Auburn Public Theater and Cafe 108. So this is a real treat. We're visited by the executive director, Carrie Idell. Art Director, Angela Didabo, and Director of Operations, Janie McGuire. First off, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and I want to make sure I hear from each of you. Um, and I know that uh, Auburn Public Theater has quite a story. Um, and I guess I'm just wondering if maybe we can start with, you know, maybe one of you folks or everybody can sort of jump in about you know, what made you decide Auburn is where we're going to do this thing? Carrie, you want to take that? Uh, Angela, you want to take that? <clears throat> well, I'm just going to say, I think that your dog has something to say about that. <laughs> um, Sorry, God. But I'll, I'll, ju- I'll jump in, in in the meantime. You know, you've asked a, a question that opens a Pandora's box because it is quite a story and why the theater exists. And, you know, we... Uh, the, the the organization itself was really kind of started in about 2000 and well, they you probably started meeting about 2003, and then in 2004 and five there were productions outside of the building, and then in 2005 we acquired the building, and we've been growing ever since, and it's been a very organic, um, an organic growth, and it's about people who are living in this town. Uh, make trying to improve the quality of life through affordable access to the arts and arts education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just add to that, yeah, that I'm born and raised, I was born and raised in Auburn. I left to go to college. I lived in lots of other pretty fabulous, kind of glamorous, big city places. And um, Carrie and I were married at the time. We returned to Auburn with our then 18-month-old daughter, uh, with plans to only stay for a couple of years. So my parents retired, and then we've moved back to Los Angeles is what we were thinking. So it's sort of like a Gilligan's Island story. (laughs) You know, the three-hour tour turned into 18 years later so far. And Jamie was our neighbor across the street, and that's how we met. And then there are two other founders, uh, Jamie's husband, Brian Anderson, and another, a fifth person, Tiffany Brazel, who since moved away and it was really essentially the five of us who founded the theater so Mm -hmm. I love that and and what a commitment it takes to to just you know you know be rooted and and just say you know what we're going to do this and 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 have such a vision um you know and thank uh, thank you yeah absolutely and you know 
challenges aside <laughs> right now with COVID and I know everybody's trying to be clever and creative and I, you know, really appreciate seeing, um, you know, your best efforts at programming and still trying to be plugged into the community. Um, you know, certainly public is in the name of what you do, but, you know, it's from everything that I've seen and, and read and my own experience has certainly been that, you know, it's it's clear you're committed to to Auburn, um, to downtown and, and the community, um, you know, making it an inclusive space, um, you know, for everything from, you know, all walks of life, from all over the place, to being super involved in pride, to, um, you know, just having, you know, really just prioritizing, you um, diversity and all the different voices that um creatives and talented individuals um can bring to the table um you know in what ways has the community um you know supported auburn public theater successes to date well you know from the beginning i mean in all sorts of ways you know personally financially you know volunteering we you know we were volunteers when we started, you know, when I was plugged in at the very beginning as the neighbor, you know, I thought this was going to be like a little hobby for me. Mm-hmm. And now all these years later, it's really, it's my career. I mean, this is, this is what we do, you know? And, right. and I think that this year, you know, with COVID, I'm sure the community and beyond have been extremely generous with our end of the year appeal. Um, I'm still working on those thank you letters and it's, it's really, it's an incredible feeling. I mean, again, from, from volunteers taking tickets at the door, you know, for us over all these years to the financial piece, it's, it's all important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it's, it's great. I think that we're important to the community as they are, you know, equally important to us. Mm-hmm. Would you say over the years that you've noticed um, the community sort of expand from, um, you know, a in, in inclusion and diversity standpoint has has the community changed in any ways or do you do you feel like it's just becoming um it's just out there more and you know there are more voices more voices are being you know being heard or being given a space or a platform to to be heard well i would say you know central new york has been a kind of hotbed uh, you know, social uh, activism for many, 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 for decades, you know, since the eight, middle 1850s. I mean, as you know, I'm sure from your reading mm-hmm. um, about, about Auburn specifically, you know, this is the chosen home of Harriet Tubman for the second, you know, 50 plus years of her life. This is the home of Francis and William Seward. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the home of Thomas Maud Osborne, who was a great uh, prison reformer, among other things. And so, I think what we're seeing in Auburn over the last few years, you know, we've always said at the theater, it's more archaeology than it is architecture. You know, we're, we're more digging up what was already here than we are building something brand new. Mm. Um, the, the Equal Rights Heritage Center plays a huge role, I think, in uh, lifting the visibility of this important work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think everybody who, who endeavors to do this work likes to feel that they've had some part in the equation. So we'd like to believe that Auburn Public Theater is having some effect. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to hard to get a handle on. I mean what's the what's the you know, the mode of measurement? You know, hard to say. Right. Um, 
but we like to, we tell ourselves, that's how we get out of bed in the morning, because we tell ourselves we're having some kind of influence, so who knows? Yeah, no, and, and yeah, I love that, and I think that, um, you know, from a from an outsider's perspective that knows Auburn pretty well, but is is not you know a local. For for me, it's you know just just seeing um, just 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 seeing different faces and walks of life. You know, obviously pre COVID, um, but just people participating and people coming out, and there is definitely. Um, there's definitely a momentum there that I think, um, you know, you, you can't necessarily say for for every small city, you know, across across the country. Yeah. I, I think that there's something yeah. special happening in Auburn for sure. So I'm I'm glad that you know you're you're getting up in the morning for the right reasons. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, good. We're glad to hear you're feeling it. That's great. Yeah, That's some kind of success. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and. Um, kind of on that on that similar note um you know i <laughs> i uh read uh i believe it was angela you wrote like a little essay on the history of the of the theater and i just wanted to read the last paragraph to you folks and just sort of get your initial reaction cuz i i bet it's probably been a while since you read the, or since you've heard this um but it's just you know i'll just preface and say that is very inspiring and 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 i think just lovely um you write, it is our wish, the wish of all of us involved with Auburn Public Theater that 100 years from now programming will be going strong, the number of people through the doors will be in the millions, and downtown Auburn will be the thriving city center it once was and has always deserved to be, and the people running the place will have as much fun working together as all of us have had dreaming it into existence. I love that. I'm sorry, you're... Carrie, you're going to have to comment because I'm, I'm getting weepy. It's weepy. weepy. Me too. I <laughs> well, you know, okay, so, so, you know, I think that what you are, what you, what we're talking about here and what that quote represents is the very authentic uh, motivation and the, you know, the commitment to quality and equality um, that Angela had had since the, for the, you know, since the inception of, of this project. Mm -hmm. um, it's her vision. Um, if we were the Beatles, she would be, you know, John Lennon and, um, and maybe George Harrison combined. Um, <laughs> And uh, I don't want to say who's Ringo, but, you know, that's for another podcast. Um, but I just want to say that um, the community has responded and the quality of life has improved in Auburn because of Auburn Public Theater, I'd like to believe, because, because it comes from such an organic, authentic place. And, and it really is, I think that all of us have decided and <clears throat> that, you know, money financial gain is not the legacy that we want to um, to uh, pursue. Now, in my case, it, 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 it wasn't uh, voluntary. Um, but anyway, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but operating the nonprofit, you know, has been the life work that we would like to, uh, you know, show. It's our way of leaving the town or the world better than when we found it. Mm -hmm. And we may succeed in some ways. I think for me to watch a lot of the young people now who are now adults who grew up with Auburn Public Theater 
who have been given an opportunity for education and exposure to the arts that they wouldn't have normally um, gotten. And then they bring their parents who have no idea really what live theater was outside of maybe a, a, a school production mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. that, 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 that they may have seen. And, and, and it really is gratifying to, to see that. And then, and I'm sorry if I'm going on too long, but, but, but I think that one of the most important things that I can point to is that people of all kinds, and I'm talking all kinds, color, economic, social, you know, they come together to experience the same artistic, you know, um, production. And just by virtue of them coming together and sharing that experience, life is better. Because when they see each other at the grocery store or whatever, there's a knowingness. There's there's kind of a, a shared something that creates more can I just say love? Mm. And and I think that I know that I'm, I may, I hope I'm not projecting too much in, into something that I hope will be, but I've, I've kind of seen it. And, and and that really means something. And, and I think that that comes from the whole idea of why Angela wanted to, um, you know, invest her life mm-hmm. and her energy and, and, and all that into the theater. I think many of the children that have grown up in this community don't know life without Auburn Public Theater downtown. Mm. You know, it's been a part of their whole life. So what we have done in this time, we've already, you know, a whole generation of people have come up. Like Carrie said, they're now coming to the theater, kids that came through our education programs. And, you know, my children included, they don't remember living here without it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just been part of their life forever. So, and that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think that that vision, Carrie, that you you know you talk you know you're just speaking about um, and, and thinking about the youth specifically. It's like you can um, you can expect um, that sort of equality or that level of understanding um, if there isn't a platform or an equal playing field and a platform to hear voices. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. that's what you are. That's that's what you've done in yeah. this community. That's what that's what we hope to do, and mm-hmm. and, and, and we want to, you know, we want to really leave something behind so that the community can, you know, you know, take this and, into the next generation and the generation beyond that. So, and I think Angela, you know, maybe your I, you know, the idea you had, maybe you can kind of expound on it. Where there's a public, you know, library and other things in town, and how Auburn Public Theater fits into that model. Yeah, so we say, you know, it's the fourth leg of the public uh, institution table. So so everywhere that you have public radio, public television, a public library, uh, we believe there should be a corresponding public performance arts space. Mm. So if you have a tiny if you have a tiny little library because you're in a tiny little place geographically, you know, we we hope to someday come in and show people how to build a room that, let's say, is 20 by 20. You know, you don't need a 13,000-square-foot space like we have in Auburn because if you only have – if you're only serving a population of 1,000 or 3,000, right. you know, you could, you, could, you could do that work in that size room. Now, we, we ripped off – or we – not ripped off. We, <laughs> we paid homage to the public theater in New York City mm-hmm. by calling ourselves Auburn Public Theater. And so we saved Joe Papp at the public um, and – 
um, Jane Addams, uh, her, the Hull House in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the founder of the Settlement House got together. You know, they, that's what that's what Auburn Public Theater uh, endeavors to be. Mm. And and as I said, there's like a kind of a game, which is to get this up and running and stable and endowed and all that, and then to you know go anywhere that anybody wants to invite us to help them set up their own public performance arts space, um, wow. using you know not not. Uh, replicating, not duplicating what we've mm-hmm. done, but replicating what we've done. So we really do believe, I mean, we're very committed to that idea that, just as you said, that, you know, you have to create the platform. Mm-hmm. You have to create the space where people can actually come together. Yeah. Oh, that's... In, or, in order to have these dialogues, yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I love that fourth leg of, you know, the public institution table. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a great concept. And, and then, like, the, you know carrying it on and, and, you know, showing other, other towns and and cities, how, how that can be a reality for them as well. That's, you know, it's, it's. Well, and and think about it. Like there was a time when there were not public libraries. I mean, you had to be able to afford to buy a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, there was a time before public education. So, you know, we're in those trenches of trying to, you know, I mean, there are many, many people who get it many, you know, public, I mean, many, many, Performing arts centers vary somewhere to Auburn Public Theater across the country, across the world. We're not saying it's unique to Auburn, but we're saying, you know, we want to we want to elevate it to the same place where public libraries exist. So if you have a public library, you need a public performance arts center. That's the next wave, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, because you now now so we want to do for the performing arts what public libraries did for worldwide literacy, basically. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's, sorry. That's. No, this is we're, this is we're very we're very passionate about the subject. No, and it's wonderful and you know all three of you and and the other stakeholders of the of the theater are just, you know, import really important voices um and and recognize the importance of of everybody being heard and you know really really great things and and successes come from that. So so I I love I love hearing it. Um I guess. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the other things that I was, you know, curious to, to ask you folks about um, what you're looking towards this year. What are you hoping the summer to look like and the fall and programming, you know, kind of give us a the lay of the land in terms of what you folks are thinking and and uh, what that might look like at the at the theater. So much is unknown and much of it uh, depends on not only state, state and federal guidelines, but also the confidence that people have in going inside in a theater where they sit right next to people. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, you know, I, I think I could speak for Angela and Janie when I say that, you know, most likely any kind of normal programming uh, may not happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it doesn't mean that certain things we can tiptoe in, depending on the situation. Now, right now, we you know we do we do um, four basic things. We we do live events, we do uh, cinema, we do community events, and we do arts education. And one of the things that we do as part of community events is that we 
we make use of our space, well, we, lo we lend our space or we make it affordable for people to come in, artists and small groups, to do their own thing. So this weekend, uh, a young man, one, uh, just two people actually, a recording person, the young man came in to make a music video and used one of our spaces. We have uh, a yoga class that comes in. We have a, a Zumba class that comes in. We have a meditation class that comes in. And then we also uh, are a re-grantor for New York State, which Jamie is the administrator of, called the DEC program, the Decentralization Program, that re-grants uh, about $90,000 a year to uh, artists and small arts organizations and community organizations in a five-county area, uh, including Cuba. And that is moving forward. And then our after-school programs, which are free um, in music and film production, which is a unique program in, in our area, um, that, that was running in the fall until we had to go to remote learning in our school system. And now it's back uh, because uh, Auburn schools are having uh, in-school classes. And so that's going on. Um, as the weather, we've got a few things, <clears throat> a few concerts and some things that were on the books that were kind of moved to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see how that plays out. And then in the summer, I think we need to leave ourselves a little flexible. Um, but in the meantime, we were fortunate enough to complete our, uh, our first part of our renovation project, which included opening uh, Cafe 108, mm -hmm. which Angela and Jenny can talk about in a minute, which... Um, which is, is, uh, was designed to help support the mission of the theater. And then we're also working on the second phase of it, which is uh, to renovate the lower level of our space, which is 13,000 square feet, which is going to add performance and event space. And it's all very exciting, and it's all overwhelming, and we're all <laughs> doing it during COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it, it fuels our passion, and obviously... Uh, fuels us wanting to take a nap and nap. Um, so I will. I can let Jamie speak about the decentralization program, and Angela can speak about the other things she has on the books because we've done some online things too. Great. You want me to talk about decentralization? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's a program that. Uh, is granted through the New York State Council on the Arts, and we apply for the grant. You know, we are one of the DEC sites. They're all over New York State, and um, our location, we cover five counties and a lot of rural areas, actually. And um, this year, everything was a little delayed because of COVID and the New York State budget and funding. We just kind of, everything's starting to Forward, so I'm kind of getting to work on that. Um, but anybody in our five county region can, you know, apply for the grant. And it's for smaller um, arts organizations and independent individual artists can also apply. Um, and arts education; those are kind of the three areas that um, can apply for the grant. So then we put together a panel of people from those five counties that actually make the decisions of how the funding is distributed and who actually will receive the grants based on the guidelines. That's great. What a what an awesome program that is. That's so cool to hear. And you know what's yeah, so really great about it is that we started out as the recipient of one of those grants. That's right. Very so cool. So the maximum 
the maximum is what, Jamie, 5,000? Yeah, and part of the goal for these organizations is to push them into going for bigger, you know, funding from NISCA in the future. Like, they kind of start out this way, and we're kind of a perfect, you know, model of that, how that happens, so. Very cool. So we we have a real inside track. I mean, Janie and I used to go to the lunches every year to pick up the check and meet the other grantees. (laughs) So now we're on the other side of the table, but it's, it's so near and dear to our hearts because... You know, it's the only way, I mean, it was the early lifeblood. Mm-hmm. You know, those grants yeah. were the early lifeblood for, for APT. So we know where they and have it the is potential to yeah. mm-hmm. Paying it forward. Um, I'd love to hear, what would you say to someone, you know, that is <laughs> contemplating a move to Auburn? Again, whether it's like on an individual level, um, whether they have ties to Auburn or not potentially, hey, maybe it's a small business thinking about, you know, uh, relocating to Auburn because the quality of life and the affordability. Um, I'd love to hear just, you know, from from each of you or from a couple of you, you know, what would you say um, sort of in response to that? Well, I'll I'll go first. You know, I came here, as I said, after a nine-year period living in Los Angeles, which was great fun and and I and I enjoyed that. There's a lot to say about a lot, a lot good to say about Los Angeles. But one of the things my mother used to always say when I was living there was, "Don't you miss the seasons?" Mm-hmm. And I would think, you know, I do, but there it's a there's a trade off, right? Because I don't have to dig my car out of snow all the time, so <laughs> I miss it. But there are things I don't miss. Um, and you're catching us tonight in the middle of you know a pretty major snowstorm. Right. Um, we had a snow day from the cafe today, which is you know we can't believe it, but it was not safe for the you know all of us to get into work, so we we shut down for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was out I was out walking my dog this evening before the call, and I was kind of weepy. I was so stirred by the beauty of the landscape and I thought this is what my mom was talking about you know the the beauty of the seasons and I have an appreciation for summer now that I you know for more or spring summer fall that I never had mm. um when I when I was living in a warmer climate so that's the climate question um I'll also say that the ha- you know all the big boxes get ticked you know housing is affordable um, we do, you know, there are four cars in line at the light. I think, what's the holdup? You know, what's, what is there, a traffic jam here? <laughs> I look around, like, is there a parade? Like, right. what am I missing? Uh, so it's a very, very, um, it's a very easy place to live. Uh, I'm, I'm born and raised here. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, they talk about the terroir of the grape, right? Like mm-hmm. the winemakers, like my terroir is this place. So I have a sense of home here that... Um, I, you know, was, was, did not exist in other places. Although, as, as I said, I loved the other places that I lived and that was a wonderful experience. But for somebody contemplating moving here, it's a beautiful, the Finger Lakes are a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area. They rival, you know, places like the south of France, for example. We've had triathletes tell us, you know, they come to Auburn for the first time and ride their bike around Owasco Lake and they say, oh, I haven't experienced beauty like this since I was in the south of France. Mm. So I think we're, yeah, I think we're kind of undiscussed too a bit mm-hmm. you know so there's that getting in on the ground floor feeling for people who are contemplating moving here mm-hmm. uh, we're not we're, we're, we're we don't suffer from being overexposed right I guess I would leave it there yeah I love that thanks Angela yeah Carrie what would you say I'm curious what you would say to somebody and Janie <laughs> too well you know I do think um 
I do think that it, it, it had, there are many parts of the area and, and certainly around Auburn that are, that are undiscovered. Um, I do believe that in a macro sense, I believe that the world is changing both in climate and in the kind of the, just uh, the psychology of, of, of many of the citizens where, where there's a new generation that, that perhaps will be pursuing different things in different ways, which may involve not having to live in a city. Um, also, this temperate zone is, I believe, is, is a future that will be for generations um, if climate change you know, continues the way it is. We're near fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the seasons are beautiful and they're not too extreme right now in, in any way. Um, most things comparatively are affordable, even though I believe that, you know, the prices have started to creep up a bit. But you, you really can, it's very affordable and it, it is beautiful. And, you know, here's the other thing, is that there is a community. It, it is a city, but I know so many, I mean, I go into Wegmans, which, of course, is a social vortex um, <laughs> of the city. And, and you know, you're there, you know, I go in there for a quick, you know, you know, dozen eggs, and, and, and 45 minutes later I leave there having talked to about 20 people. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, it's a, you know and, and there's something really charming about that. Um, so there is a community where people, it's like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And, and it is, you know, we found it to be safe and, and affordable. So, you know, where's wrong? Right. What about you, Jamie? Well, I'm, I'm not originally from Auburn. However, I did move back to this area. Part of the reason is its location. Um, you know, I have family in Rochester area. I have family in the Albany area. It was a very good central location. So that's part of what I like about it it's a tight-knit small community but we're near cities including new york city close mm-hmm. enough to drive and you know um obviously the seasons that's all you know a given but i think that it's a great area to raise a family and i did raise my two children here mm. um and you know one of them has moved down south but he loves to come home i mean it's it's um like like what Carrie said, it's kind of like Cheers. You know, you go to Wegmans, you know, every, people come to the cafe. I, like, I know how they want their coffee now. I mean, it's kind of becoming comical, but it's, mm-hmm. it's truth. It's um, not that I know everybody because I am not from here. I like to say I should be now. I've been here long enough, but um, <laughs> Ray, having my, raised, my kids are. Yeah, I think having so raised kids. That's a common kids. question that Auburnians <laughs> ask you, you know, around town. Yeah. Are you from Auburn? Are you from here? <laughs> well, not actually, but, you know, so I always joke about that because it's truly, and Angela is from Auburn. She can tell you, it. people want to know, like, are because they don't really recognize, they're not quite sure, like, where'd you come <laughs> from? Because I don't know your family. I, know. I don't know the name, you know, like that. But, you know, because, because our, our kids, Angela's the mom, 
our kids can now apply for Auburn citizenship. So they can have <laughs> yeah. United States and Auburn citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> Janie, I think you get the I think you get the the uh, the local card if you if you raise children there. I think that that you can call yourself. A yeah. Local. Well, that's what I always say. When people ask now, I say, "Well, my children are mm-hmm. like does that count for anything?" <laughs> I chose to raise them here. Do I get credit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Anyway. No, I love hearing that. And and Janie, could you tell me um, just a little bit about, um, you know, your kids' experience having, you know, grown up in Auburn? Because I think that that's, you know, that's a huge piece of it, too, that, you know, when, you know, folks are considering, um, you know, considering more elbow room, considering does the city have broadband, you know, right up there is obviously you know, what is the, you know, what is the situation with, you know, the youth and the kids and what does the community have to offer? Um, could you talk to, yeah. talk about that for a I minute? I think that there's, yeah, there's a lot of activities for kids. I mean, my kids, of course, partially they grew up at the theater and that was not their choice. I mean, that's where they, you know, we always said they would run the other direction as they got older because we made them I mean, Abby, when she was in preschool, helped paint, you know, when we first were there. So there's pictures of that. But, you know, they were both very involved in school activities and sports, both of them. Um, You know, in the arts, I think my daughter danced for a while, and there's a lot of choices for that kind of thing as well. So private um, organizations as well as the school-offered activities. Um, And... I, you know, that's where they met all of their friends. That's where they, it, it's a community similar to where I grew up, so I was drawn to it. You know, the house I live in is similar to the house I grew up in. You know, people look for certain things. They either go that way or I guess they go the opposite way of how um, they came up the pike. But I think that um, it's it's small enough that I, when they were growing up, felt safe. There was this little candy market, you know, a couple blocks away. And my daughter, who's 20 now just said, I can't believe you let us walk there by ourselves. Of course, that's her memory. You know, Angela will tell you they once did Y camp. I followed the bus the whole way there. <laughs> we don't tell them that, you know, anything that they remember. But, but you know, I felt it's that kind of community. They could go with a couple older kids and walk to Doug's Market and, you know, get their candy or whatever. I, I didn't have any um, fears about that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, because there are people around the corner that know you, you yeah. know, like we said, it's cheers. If remember that it's, and yet it's not that small of an area, you know, but it's, everybody does kind of know everybody or, you know, mm-hmm. they know Angela who knows me, who, you know, kind of like, that. I always tell my kids that too. Yeah. Remember as you go out in the world, like somebody knows me that sees you yep. <laughs> You're doing anything wrong. I'm going to get, it's going to get back to me. Yep. But and that's, and that's another, you know, piece of it. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love think that. that um, yeah. And, and the beautiful area, the lakes that, you know, there's just a lot to do, mm-hmm. at, you know, for, for families and, and kids as they grow up mm-hmm. and no. find their way and all of a sudden can drive and do things on their own. And, um, and you know, I'm, we've been here, my kids, they, I mean, they totally grew up here. They've been here their whole lives. So yeah. No, I think it's that's incredible, and, and and thank you for sharing about your experience with that. And I, I think that you know uh, the term I'm hearing tossed around quite a bit lately, you know, is you know, uh, you know, Auburn is, um, you know, it's got 
it's got that charm, that small town charm, but it's got, you know, a large, a larger city amenities and, and it really truly feels like right. a, a micropolis, you know? And I think that that's, yeah. and I think that's what you folks have on your hands to deal with, which I think is an exciting thing to think about, you know, it's. Well, thank you for saying that <laughs> along with lots of other fabulous people that yeah. I'm sure you're, you're talking to and working with. Yeah. You know, we have a fun, you, you read the brief history of Auburn Public Theater, which by the way is a joke. It's, it's like a, you know, it's a nod to Stephen Hawking's brief yeah. history of the, of the universe. Yeah. So, cause it's not, it's not, it's not brief, right? Like that's the joke. I'm yeah. never sure if anybody gets it, but anyway, so we mentioned, we mentioned our feng shui, our feng shui consultant, Sheila Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so she's been an integral part, obviously, of, you know, we would not be here without her um, at all. But she she likes to say, you know, she said, I meet so many people who want things to be different, but uh, but most of them just don't want to have to change, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want things to be different, you have to be willing to change. And that starts with each one of us, you know, mm-hmm. individually. I mean, it's so easy to point the finger and say, oh, that person is stuck in the past or that person's stuck in a point of view. And I do try to challenge, I can only speak for myself, but I do try to challenge myself to say, you know, where am I stuck? Where am I in a rut? Where mm-hmm. am I trying to impose my view on something rather than listening to everybody, you know, at a certain table? So, I, yeah, it changes hard. Change is tricky, yeah. you know? Yeah. We want things to be different, but are we willing to change? I mean, that's the question. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I am so grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful for your time tonight, Angela, Janie, and, and Carrie. I, I just... You know, I just, I love hearing your voices and I think that... Yeah, you too. Yeah, and every, everything you're doing is extremely inspiring and, you know, I, just, you. I just thank you for the work you're doing and, and, and can't wait to get down there as soon as possible. <laughs> Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for including us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you all. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. And hey, thank you for listening to The Auburn Possibility. Be sure to check out our other episodes.